This is the Loud Pedal Podcast with Chris Stubbs and Lee Holdsworth. Well, hello, welcome to the Loud Pedal Podcast. I'm Chris Stubbs and joining me this week is our brand new co-host. Been elevated from a former guest to a co-host, Lee Holdsworth. How are you, great man? I'm um, good, Stubbsy. Thanks for having me. It's good to be on the Loud Pedal. Mate, it's great to have you with us. And on the back of our highest ever rating Loud Pedal podcast, he's back by popular demand and he's brought a friend as well. It's Ryan Story and the great Dick Johnson. Ryan, how are you? I am absolutely fantastic, Stubbsy. How could you not be after a weekend like we had at Lincoln? <laughs> and uh, I thought it was highly appropriate that I brought Sir Richard Francis Johnson in to say hello. <laughs> well, Viewing to go backwards, Dean. <laughs> uh, not the at legend, all, Sir Dick. The Sir legend Dick. himself. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, there's a little bit of Ford flavour to it this weekend, but that's all right. Holden's had its time. It's, uh, just, just don't mention that P word, Stubbsy. Just don't mention that P word. Or Pens- <laughs> Penske. No, 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 the other one. The one that brings me out in hives. No, that's all right. Uh, I could, well, uh, penicillin. What are you talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, penicillin. That's yeah, nice. Aren't we all? Guys, we'll get straight into it. Thanks for your time, first of all. Of course, we are brought to you by the great people at Super Cheap Auto. Saturday, what on earth happened, Ryan? How? What is your initial uh, reaction, I guess, uh, so what happened when uh, you see two teammates collide? What is your initial I've, thought? I've got a note here from my GP, Stubbsy, that says I suffer from short-term memory loss. <laughs> uh, no, look, it was, it was just one of those things. Um, obviously, Fabian made a great start, got through, got, got through to turn three. Um, I'm not entirely sure how everything transpired between turns three and four, but uh, but uh, managed to uh, lose a couple of spots there and had Scott right, had, had Scott in front of him. In the end, and uh, he just managed to push Scott off track. He rejoined pretty, pretty, uh, pretty much straight off, but went to the back of the field. Uh, Scotty was aware of what was said in the drivers' briefing the day before, and rejoined before the turn nine flag post. I think we'll hear more about that, and there may be some changes yeah. around that before we race again at Winton. Right, but, uh, it's obviously it's obviously the worst position you can be in when you've got two teammates hitting each other, but. Uh, they're both good guys. We sorted it out as soon as as soon as they both got out of the car, and uh, we got on with it. And the proof proof was in the pudding with the result. We were managed managed to get the there on the Sunday. Did did he actually know at the time when making that split second decision to rejoin where he did that that was in fact legally the right thing to do? Because with Fox Sports after the race, I'm pretty sure he said that. He was expecting a penalty or figured he'd cop whatever penalty he might have to cop if it was the wrong thing to do. It seemed like at the time he wasn't totally clear even himself. So we'd, we'd spoken internally about joining around Turn 7 if we went off at Turn 5, but the, at the driver's briefing they were quite clear about Turn 9. As I understand it, he's here now, I could probably go and ask him directly. <laughs> but, uh, but as I understood it, he knew what he was doing. Right. Um, we weren't sure where he rejoined, and they didn't. The, it was only through using the Hawkeye footage that they were able to ascertain where he rejoined, and they were able to right. um, issue um, during the race that he wasn't going to receive a penalty. But during that time, we'd, we'd, we'd actually message race control to seek clarification as to whether he needed to go to the back of the field or whether he needed to redress or what have you. We okay. went through the motions ourselves, um, but we made a decision to press on, fight on. Uh, try and uh, try and do the best we could in with the track position that he held at that point in time, and uh, 
whatever the consequences would be later, let them let them fall where they may where they may. I, I'd have to yeah. say, I, I'd have to say, guys, like if if that was me, if I was in Scotty's position, I would have done exactly the same thing because the rules are the rules, and we all know in drivers' briefing what we were told, and we were told that you have to rejoin before mm-hmm. turn nine. Now, if that means that uh, that you can rejoin without losing anything, then you, then you do it. Um, I, I don't I don't agree with the rule, but that's that's the way the rules written, and uh, and Scotty did nothing wrong in my opinion. Um, so yeah, but but the big question I want to ask is, what did Roger Penske email say? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all know what Dick would have said. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. If it was in the driver's briefing, maybe they should get the commentators to go to the driver's briefings as well. I agree. Well, I put my hand up. I'd like to be allowed to the driver's briefing. So if, if, if allowed, I'll be at the next one. Don't worry about that. So, uh, so I, think there's, I think there's probably two things to state just before I answer Lethal's question. <laughs> so Scott followed the rules with his rejoin, but he also didn't gain an advantage in that he gave up those two positions. So, uh, so he ticked both boxes there, which is why he wasn't yeah. the penalty. Yeah. So basically, Roger was only watching via live timing. Um, he and I had a chat and exchanged a couple of emails, and then he he reached out to the drivers. But uh, it was basically restating the obvious: we don't hit each other. And these guys have been pretty good for the last couple of years, and uh, they, they know the rules, they know the game plan, they they, they play the game. And and it was clearly an accident. There was obviously no malice and no intent on yeah. Fabian's part, but unfortunately, he copped a copped a penalty all the same. And uh, and that penalty is consistent to what we've seen applied throughout the course of the year. You get uh, five seconds for something small. You get uh, fifteen if if someone ends up off the road, and you get a drive through if someone's facing the wrong way with some damage. It's a pretty pretty simple formula. So to play devil's advocate, then if Scott didn't complete two hundred kilometres, he only completed one hundred ninety nine point eight or whatever. Is there any argument for the rest of the field to say that he did get an advantage even though he redressed those positions? Is that where the rule now, moving forward into the future, needs to be clearer? Well, I think that it's 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 not so much that. I mean, I mean that's 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 picking the fly shit out of the pepper, as my learned friend John. I'm a journalist. That's what we do. But, uh, but the, rea- the reality is, he was he was helped off the road. That's yeah. that's that's the cold hard hard fact. Um, he didn't go off the road and he didn't leave the racetrack of his own volition. He was pushed off and he rejoined where he thought was safest and was within the rules in in, in the manner in which he did so. Yeah. He then dropped a couple of positions and uh, and slotted, slotted himself into third. That's uh, and, and he that's didn't have to, and he didn't have to conserve fuel either after that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. You know, on the last lap, if fuel was an issue, you all could have just gone high tarted straight to turn nine <laughs> and come home and got yourself a few positions. Uh, does it need to be changed? Clearly. It seems like it there does because there's CAM's overriding rules as well as driver uh, briefing rules from the weekend, correct? Yeah, look, I think that I think what we will see happen, whether it uh, we've got a commission meeting next week, I suspect it will come up under any yeah. other business if someone hasn't put in a submission on their own. But yeah, it, it, it certainly needs to be reviewed, no question. And Lee, what's the outcome? What, what do you hope to see as a driver? Oh, look, it's uh, I would say the only uh, solution would be to have some kind of chicane system out in the grass, um, a little bit probably similar to what we have at Sandown. If you come off at turn one, you can't rejoin um, at full noise coming into turn two. You've got to go through a bit of a chicane, which um, which means that you do lose time. Um, so I, I don't believe that you should be able to leave the track and still 
you know, come on in the same position or um, or gain, you know, um, Scotty didn't gain an advantage like Ryan pointed out, but he didn't lose anything from it. So I don't believe that you should be able to do that. Um, but at this stage, that's the rules and um, and that's what we go by. Ryan, you always, your mantra, I believe, within the team is that we win as a team, we lose with the team. I was in the garage and Fabian stayed in the garage talking to you and didn't go to the podium. Was that just not the right place and time for him to be in that area? You're happy for him to stay back and just process what had happened and understand it properly? Oh, look, not to sort of, uh, not to sort of go into too much detail with, into how the sausage is made, so to speak. Uh, I just wanted to be the first person to speak to him and, 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 uh, and just talk through the race with him, explain to him uh, why Scott didn't get a penalty, explain to him why he did, uh, just, just, and just talk through the race generally and, uh, and give him my thoughts and, and, give him, and let, let him have an opportunity to vent as well. And that's, that's typically how things happen. There have been a number of times over the years where I've been the team principal where one driver's been on the receiving end of a penalty they haven't necessarily liked or something has happened during the race where, where they've been disadvantaged in some way and, uh, and you want to be the first person to speak to the driver and, and, and let them know exactly what happened outside of the car. Because when you're, when you're behind the wheel, as Lee can tell you, your resting heart rate's, what, 180 beats per minute, uh, the adrenaline's pumping, you're only you're only aware of what's going on around you and what's happening within your peripheral vision, mm. and the only other things that you're aware of is, uh, it was basically what your engineer's telling you over the radio. So I thought in that particular instance it was important that I spoke to him about what happened in its totality, and and we sorted the issue out really quick. I mean he's a he's a very very sensible and mature fella by nature is is our Fabian and uh, and uh, he was he was fine with it. To be fair, though, it's a bloody long way down to the podium, though, as well. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, I'll tell you something. I'm still for comfort, not for speed. I'm not going to <laughs> What did he make of the, the radio message? And he was pretty upset. Have you heard it back or, or are you wary about how that might be played in the in the coming week or two, Ryan? Oh, look, that, that, was, that was part of what we talked about. But, uh, yeah. but, but these things happen. And, again, you, you, I, I can never I'm – not, I'm not a driver. I'm, 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 I'm an engineer and a mathematician. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> DJ can vouch for that. I, I, can't put, I can't put myself in his shoes. And again, yeah. when, the adrenaline's, when the adrenaline's pumping and, uh, and you're in the heat of the battle, you're going to say things and, you, and you're going to do things that uh, might not necessarily have the, uh, the, the fullness of, uh, of all of the variables yeah. around you. So uh, you, you, you have to give these guys a, f a free pass sometimes and yep. they make split-second decisions. It's, it's, it's the nature of the business. It's why these guys get paid the big bucks. And, uh, and, and frankly, uh, we've got two of the best. And uh, I, I, I back our guys all the way, even on days like, even, even on days like Saturday. Yeah. Lee, Darwin, we could have a similar problem, couldn't we? For memory, you can shortcut kind of up in the Coliseum area, can't you? Yeah, and uh, so it's turn five. You're not allowed to rejoin at turn seven. Um, and it's exactly the same sort of scenario as Winton. Um, but up in Darwin, we're not allowed to do it. So uh, has been done in the past. I remember the Reynolds done in the past. The Reynolds yeah, it has been done in the past, but it is pointed out every every uh, every year we go back in drivers' briefing that we are not allowed to do it, and if we do it, we'll get a, a penalty, a drive through. Um, but you know, I see that as a bit of a uh, you know, it, it can be quite dangerous if you if you fire off there and then you're coming back straight about straight at the traffic as you're mm -hmm. trying to re-enter the track if you're trying to rejoin at the exit of turn five. 
So, um, you know, I think there's got a bit of a bit of common sense uh, involved in all this as well. Um, and, you know, safety plays a huge part in it. We don't want to be um, creating a dangerous situation. So I, I, I think that if you go off, um, you, you shouldn't rejoin in the same position. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe just a, a, um, rejoin in the same position but have a five-second penalty added to your race time as well. Something okay. like that. Something to consider. Um, what about the Reynolds and Courtney incident and the penalty that was handed down in there for the lead of the race? Guys, your take on that? You might have been otherwise uh, occupied at the time, right? Uh, perhaps, Lee? Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I've seen the replay and, um, you know, Reynolds uh, Reynolds did a, a bit of a bump and run type thing on um, on Courtney and we, we know that, a bump and run is a is a five second penalty if if the other car loses position or loses a couple of positions. Um, if he loses one position, uh, you can readdress and, yep. and you can get a penalty. But if he loses more, then it's a five second penalty. Whereas the incident with Fabian and Scotty, um, Fabian bumps uh, Scotty off the track, which would have caused Scotty to lose plenty of positions, um, and. Uh, so if you're bumped off and you're going to lose a heap of positions or you spin, then it's a 15-second penalty. So that's the difference. And um, and it's got to be quite clear. Otherwise, there's no consistency. And I think Beardo does a really good job with that consistency. So um, I thought the penalty was fair in both cases. I think Beardo has since admitted, having reviewed it with all vision, that he actually made an error with the, the Courtney okay. and, and Reynolds one because he did realise later that, that it did actually cost the speed from Courtney and then he was overtaken. So, But in general, I'm surprised that you admitted that you, you think Beardo is going all right, that it's fair because you had a busy day with him on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, look, we, you know, I, I was on a bit of a mission on Saturday. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> Again, you know, I, I didn't qualify where I should have, so... Um, you make your way back and you and you make some aggressive passes. And to be fair, um, I, I I deserve those penalties as hard as hard as it is to take. Um, you know when you're in the wrong. And um, you know when I passed Anton, I was on cold tyres and I, I got a run on him uh, out of turn nine. Went for the pass into turn ten, locked the rears and uh, and ended up turning him around. So I thought that was pretty fair. On the other hand, uh, with Jacobson, um, I felt that. You know, with the rate that I caught him, um, uh, I went for the pass into turn eleven, and had a had a small overlap, um, but he did he turned in at the normal point, um, which then I, I hit the curb to try and avoid him, and ended up bumping him and running him wide, and and he he spun as a result. But in the end, it's um it's the result, it's it's what happens as a result of the contact that um that you know serves the penalty. So. Uh, in hindsight, I, I deserve that one as well. Um, <laughs> Thirty seconds is a long way uh, to get penalised, but um, you know, like I said, you've got to, you've got to, Beto's got to remain with with consistency as much as he can in the category, and I think he does a good job. Who pays the fine? Well, there's no fine for thirty second penalty. Oh, there was ten points. Was there ten points as well for you somewhere along the line on the weekend? Not on, not on my That might have been frosty. That might have been frosty. Oh, we're not in the same team. Not anymore. <laughs> Different cars, aren't you? <laughs> we had uh, 
I'm not not putting words into Berto's mouth, but but uh, we spoke to him about that, and he he said uh, with the benefit of hindsight that would have been a 15 second penalty for that one, okay. with the additional vision that he was able to see. But at the time, his priority was unfortunately trying to work out what to do with our two. Cars. Your shit fight. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Did he actually get a penalty at all? What was the? I, got, I didn't see this part of it. So he, he initially got five. So you mean Reynolds? Yeah. Initially got five okay. seconds, okay, yeah. but now Beardo is saying in hindsight it yeah. should have been the same as what Fabian got because that was a big backlash from a lot of people saying, well, hang on, what's the difference there? So, yeah, and yeah. I, think that, um, I think there's a couple of things to point out. Beardo is consistent, and I think both him and, and, and David Stewart and his predecessor, Michael Massey, on the whole, do a very good job. I don't I haven't necessarily agreed with everything they've ever, <laughs> ever decided, but uh, I think they do a great job, and... And with the investment that the series has made in Hawkeye, and to be honest, it's the fines we pay that go towards paying for that. <laughs> um, they've, they've got even more tools at their disposal to make quick decisions. So there are a couple of decisions made during that race, particularly on Saturday, that we would normally expect to see made post-race. But it's only because of the technology like Hawkeye that they're able to make them during the race. And frankly, that's better for everyone. It means yep. that when the chequered flags wave, as the cars cross the line, we know that that's, that's the actual actual result of the race. There's nothing worse than fronting than fronting fronting Berto and Dave Stewart and ultimately the stewards trying to decide the outcome of a race long after the cheeky play's been played. Yeah. Nothing worse. Yep, no one wins in that situation. Speaking of winning, Prema, how did Alex find his little outing on the Saturday? You would have been spewing with the weather, having forked out all the cash for his first class flights across the uh, <laughs> Pacific or whichever direction he came. You may, you may very well think that, uh, but I couldn't possibly comment. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he's a great guy. He's, uh, he's been with the team now for a couple of years. He integrates really well, knows the guys really well. We subsequently had a ride stay at Calder of all places, so we got to punch out a few more laps there as well. But uh, Might do more harm than good driving there. Well, driving at Calder, you're not going to get a lot out of it. But again, you familiarise yourself with the car. There's, there's obviously evolutionary changes that we make within the car over the course of the 12 months since you last drove it. Obviously, it's a Mustang now instead of a Falcon. There's yeah. a, a, lot of, a lot of differences between the, between when he last drove for us and, and now and getting him familiar with that. It's also getting him getting him right with his left, left foot braking in the overlap and, and doing the driver coaching side of things to get his head in the right place with that to make sure that our fuel burn isn't higher than what it should be. There's a, there's a whole myriad of things and a complete program that we put in place when we are fortunate enough to have him with us. And he'll obviously come out to later on in the year, in the week leading up to Bathurst for our pre-enduro test day. And uh, he'll smash it out of the park for us and... Uh, Hopefully, uh, fortune favours the brave and uh, we have a good result. Yeah, you've got him going to some of the best tracks in the country too with Winton and Calder <laughs> before he gets back home. Hey, hey, listen, between between those those joints and Ipswich, uh, he's, he's said it all. <laughs> Welcome down under, Alex Premer. Uh, Lee, is Tommy Randall, is he lock, locked in for you? Has that been formalised and announced or is... Uh, no, no, it hasn't at this stage. Okay. Um, it was an exclusive, so, an exclusive to the Loud Pedal podcast. Come on, co-host, you got to bring uh, us some I'll, sugar. Oh, exclusive here. You'll have to bring <laughs> Tim Edwards for that. One, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, we've been giving him laps. Um, obviously, he's driving in the Super Two program for Tickford, and um, and doing a good job. So um, he's done everything that we've asked of him, and um, yeah, he's a he's a good young bloke. So enjoying having him in the garage every now and then. 
I saw him bringing you some water straight after the uh, race the other day, so he's, he's he did, doing the right thing. I think he thinks I've got to say in it because he was holding <laughs> the umbrella up and I used my umbrella for the weekend. <laughs> uh, he was like the work experience kid. It was quite yeah. funny to watch. <laughs> he's keen. Let's give him that. Oh, I, need, uh, I, need to, I need to have a whisper in his ear and tell him what it's, what, what, what it's really like. <laughs> Mind you, keeping keep his drivers humble, <laughs> well, let me tell you, it is uh, – it's. It's a difficult thing to do, but when you achieve it, it's, it's something to be proud of. Uh, you got the wrong drivers then. No, hey, you got to, you got to remember, you know, I've got, I've got one driver now with his own podcast called what is it called? Um, uh, uh, we don't, uh, we don't, we don't go there. No, no, I've got, I've got, no, I've got a line. I've got a line. Oh, okay, go then. Thank you. I'm going to do one called Bells and Whistles. Well played. No, he did assure me on the weekend, Scotty, that uh, his other podcast is not a motorsport podcast. It's not in competition to us and he still will be part of what we do here. So we, we embrace the more people talking about the sport, in my mind, the better for everyone, right? Agreed. And I'm, and I'm horribly embarrassed to say that I actually prepared that line before I said it. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't pick that. <laughs> he did too. He's holding up the sticky note to show to, uh, that it was all pre-prepared. Hey, Lee, Sunday for you. Awesome. Good job. Good job. That must have felt pretty good to, to get back inside that top five, yeah? Yeah, thanks, Stubbs. It, it was good to uh, to finally you know, get some pace, get the right balance in qualifying because that's been a massive issue for me this year. Just the harder I push, the more issues that sort of arise on entry of the corner. So um, to solve a few of those issues on the weekend was was great. Um, and I knew that if I qualified well, I'd, I'd move up again yeah. in the race. And, and, you know, fighting in the top five is always, um, you know, good fun and, and you can have a clean race. And that's what I need to do more of so that I can fight for podiums every now and then as well. And, um, I feel like we we turned a little bit of a corner on the weekend and um, we'll just see how we go up in Darwin there and see if we can make further gains with the car. But I think there's a lot more speed to unlock still yet for me. Why don't you ask Ryan? Well, yeah, Ryan, feel free to fill us in on what uh, what your little tricks are. Mate, we've had our, uh, our, our post-weekend uh, debrief, so you, you've missed out this uh, <laughs> Maybe after Darwin, we'll, uh, we'll just call in a little earlier and I'll, I'll set up the old FaceTime just to see what you can pick up from that. <laughs> you haven't put the weight back down low, have you? <laughs> we'll believe Believe me, there are people who spend all race weekend looking at our cars, tearing them apart, putting steels on them. We don't, we don't escape scrutiny, I can assure you. I, I did have someone, I won't name names, but someone try and tell me that there was something on your cars, Ryan, that uh, the category wouldn't like. So I'm going to keep digging, but uh, we'll see, hey. I'm, as you said, you are well scrutinised and everything is by the book as we speak. That, that, so. that would come as news to me. Look, we, 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 we've had someone with an axe to grind, let's put it that way. So let's not take it. Let's not take it too much. Uh, Wouldn't know who that is. Wouldn't know who that is. <laughs> um, mate, Sunday, Scotty, Ryan was was just superb, wasn't he? That that qualifying performance, and, and Lee, likewise, you must, uh, you must take your hat off to that. Ryan, how much from the stats and data that you see, likewise, Lee, is the car, how much is the driver? Where, where is he in his craft at the moment? Well, if you think through the turns, uh, the turns that we uh, colloquially, well, we we refer to as a as a name that I won't say. Um, that's not down to aero. That's not down to 
car necessarily, but he's gaining two and a half tenths over everyone through there. And if he manages to do that, that's all down to him. And and we saw that through through the you weekend, guys got me. particularly on that lap, he uh, he was sensational. And, and and a lot of that is is him and his his naturally overall performance. He just he just pulls another gear and and, and he's at a different level to everyone else in in that particular environment. He just gets more from himself. It's it's it's, it's nothing short of extraordinary. Mm. Would you say, Ryan, that there's um, there's obviously a lot of confidence building in Scotty, and with confidence comes that that momentum, and he's building on that every round at the moment. You know, to to have a, a fairly clear lead in the championship, and to and to look at his past performances uh, recently, he seems to be building on it, and um, and going into each round, there's no doubt he goes in with a ton of confidence. And uh, and also, you know, he builds his rapport with um, with Ludo and the rest of the team, and uh, that that has to be pushing him to drive harder as well, no doubt. No question, he's got a lot, a huge amount of faith in the team, and and Ben Croak does a great job as team manager. Richard Harris and Ludo Lacroix obviously engineer is is his car, and he has complete and total faith in them as well. They they take on board his feedback, they give him clear direction on what he needs to be doing in the car, and. Uh, he is. He's just operating at another level, and his confidence is high, and as as it would be for all the reasons that you mentioned. Mm. But uh, but he's, oh, he's extraordinary. He's an extraordinary young talent, and uh, and uh, he deserves every success in my mind. Guys, what frustrates me is there's still people that want to the tall poppy syndrome. They want to bash success, and I guess it happened when Triple Eight and Jamie was dominating, and it's happening now with Scotty. You got to take your hat off, I think, to him. To him and the team and what's going on there. But, Leah, it begs the question to me, when you see a performance like we did on Sunday in particular, do you rock up as a driver thinking I'm racing for second and this championship's already over? Uh, it, it's <laughs> you, never, you never go there thinking I'm going to race for second. But it is hard to, um, you sort of, at the moment, um, you know, Penske, DJR Penske are, are certainly the benchmark um, by a long shot. Um, so if we can be anywhere near them, we know we've done a, a very good job. Um, you know, we feel that we're very much racing triple eight at the moment, um, but we're trying to we're trying to race DJR Team Penske. So, um, but yeah, it, I mean the the championship's certainly not over at this stage, I would say. But um, you know, uh, anytime someone gets close to Scotty, they're going to have a lunge, and he's got to watch that. So I think if he can, if he can. Uh, you know, keep getting pole position, starting from the front row and driving off into the distance. Obviously, he's got the championship wrapped up, mm. and that's what he's been doing every other race. So, um, something's got to change for us to mix it up with him. Um, and everyone's pushing, I can tell you, but he he cannot drop the ball. Well, Fabian's having a lunch. Fabian's having a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> he is, and and so he should be because you know he's got he's got the same gear, um, and he knows that. Um, he's doing a good job, Fabs. But yeah, you know, obviously Scotty's um, Scotty's just on a, another level at the moment. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to 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 stop him. But um, someone's going to have to have a fair go. Hey Ryan, <laughs> how much does money talk in motorsport? Is that like we get on very well? So I hope you take that with the respect that that comment is made with. But how much is having access to the Penske organisation helping your courts? Oh, look, uh, you, you need the resources to go racing and it's the same for everyone. But 
but but we're not a we're not a blank check organisation. I mean, we turn up at every event in, with the oldest transporter in the field. The thing's twenty five years old. It's nearly older than I am. <laughs> Did I get away with that? <laughs> no. But, no. But it is. It's genuinely twenty five years years old. And we're fortunate enough we've got uh, we've got blue chip sponsors in Viva Energy and Shell V Power and and of course the backing of the Penske organisation. But when you look around, all of our staff are Australian, and we have forty two staff here at Stapleton. Um, outside of the development work of the Mustang, every part on the car has been designed and manufactured here in Australia. Um, we outsource a little bit but to other Australian companies. But uh, we do have the resources that we need to go racing. And there's no favoured nations between our drivers. Our drivers are free to battle and free to race every, every weekend. Uh, but uh, we're in a fortunate position. There's no, no question about it. But uh, as I like to say to our engineers, obstinance is death. If we rest, if we if we rest on our laurels, if we assume we're going to go to, go to the next race weekend and win, then we're fools to ourselves and burdens to others. Our objective for Winton was to go there and have both cars in the top five, and we obviously managed to do that and take away a few trophies along the way as well. But uh, we certainly tried to keep our expectations in check, but we never stop working and we never stop thinking. The other thing I always tell my engine, engineers is that ideas are free and I, I'd much rather they come up with ideas than, than things that actually end up costing me money. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, uh, sorry, Stubbsy. Um, Ryan, how, how much do you guys utilise the resources that you have overseas with Team Penske? To be honest, there isn't really any utilisation of their resources at all. They're focused on on their IMSA program, their NASCAR program, their Xfinity program, their IndyCar program. Um, we, we occasionally seek out their advice on, on particular engineering challenges and sourcing particular materials and things like that. But uh, the Penske way is all about discipline and process, and that's really been the biggest uh, the biggest factor in, in, in our transition from Dick Johnson Racing to Dick Johnson Racing to Penske. Ryan, did... Um Fabian hurt his chances of re-signing by punting Scotty on the weekend. Is he lucky that Scotty won the race? Hey, look, uh, they're your words, not mine. We, we never, we never, we never publicly talk about driver contracts. But the reality is, I've got two drivers here at the team who are both doing a very, very good job. Of them. So, they uh, are. That what you will. You had another driver in there last week too. What was Chas Mostert doing inside the building? Hey, look, Chaz is a friend of ours, and if you look behind, if you look behind my desk, there his trophy from uh, Queensland Raceway 2013 sits, uh, sits in its proud position, uh, perched behind my desk there. But uh, look, Chaz is a great mate, and uh, and as occasionally happens with some of the uh, Gold Coast drivers, uh, they asked he asked us to take something down in our transporter. So uh, that's the a contract last week. A contract to see a solicitor or? Well, listen, our contracts aren't that big. I think it was a barbecue <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I, I, lived up there for, I lived up there for a while and I never got an invite from you to come and have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you're always welcome. But, uh, honestly, um, <laughs> at our last weekend, we, we, uh, we, we, we sold some old wheels to Brad Jones Racing, so we took them down down with us. We, when Brad when Brad was uh, Brad had his engines done by... Uh, by old mate up here, we used to take uh, bits and pieces down all the time. It, it, it tends to happen all the time. So, uh, You're just a very kind and giving organisation, aren't you? Well, listen, gi- uh, live and let live, given, given, given. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Out of interest, Ryan, uh, would you would you ever consider running three cars at, at 
DJR uh, Team Penske, or is that or are you sticking with two cars? Look, two cars is the best model for us. Um, logistically, it's the best model for us, and uh, we have no plans of expansion anytime soon. What about wildcard at Bathurst? Certainly not this year, and, and I wouldn't rule anything out. But uh, a wildcard is probably on the horizons for us some, at some point in the next 18 months if it makes sense for us, if it doesn't distract from our core program. I mean, we're here to win races and hopefully to win championships. If we do something like a wildcard program, it can't distract from that. We don't necessarily have enough people here to run an extra entry uh, on our own without necessarily importing some of our friends from Mooresville, North Carolina. <laughs> and, and maybe it's the sort of thing similar to what we did in 2014 with a wild card at Homebush with Marcus Ambrose. That was staffed for, by, uh, by a number of guys who came out here from the States. And that was at the end of the uh, NASCAR season and the IndyCar seasons over there. So it made sense. So I think a wild card on that basis probably does make sense at some point into the future. But uh, we've got a lot on here at the moment. Uh, this is our first year with Mustang. We're still learning everywhere we go how to make the thing work. So it probably doesn't make sense for us to expand to a to a third uh, to a third car for for a wild card anytime in the in the short term. Even if it was one of the past two Indy. 500 winners, maybe? That would be well, cool. let's, 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 uh, you know, it's far be it from me to say or to, uh, to uh, I suppose, uh, estimate, estimate what, uh, what, what exchanges took place in the, in, in the euphoria post uh, Rogers 18th <laughs> mini Borg, Borg Warner trophy with the Pagano winning the 500 over the weekend. I mean, what a race that was. I don't know if you guys watched it, but the last few laps were absolutely thrilling. Madness. Man, uh, there are 42, 42 people who work at this organisation when they watch races like that and feel pretty proud to be a part of it, I can assure you. And even on a, on a very different note, as a member of the media, Lee Diffie, seeing what, what he did was uh, was pretty cool. A lot of respect for, for that guy as well. So uh, all around a great weekend uh, for Australia and our relationship, I guess, with the States in that regard with Team Penske too. Uh, Two-day format at Winton, a winner or not? Yeah. I was going to say, the Benalla, the Benalla Auto Club have come out and said it's not necessarily a winner for them. Mm. Mm. I, I would say no. I would say it wasn't a winner. Okay. Um, I, To be honest, I don't really understand why we did it, um, whether it was a cost-cutting exercise, which, you know, uh, I can understand we're trying to do that in the, in the uh, category at the moment, but everyone still turned up on Thursday and parked their trucks mm. up and had accommodation for Thursday night. I was there on Wednesday doing promo stuff. That's the day I'd usually get there. So I'm not sure what it achieved. Um, I'm sure there would have been a, a heap of disappointed school kids out there on the Friday not seeing, you know, supercars on track or meeting the drivers because we were all out and about doing our promo stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure it works. Uh, I think for the I think the rounds that do work as a two-day of the night meetings. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, think, I was going to say uh, I, I echo Lee's points. I think I think uh, Lee made a perfect point there. From a from a from from a philosophical perspective, it's all about cost containment. But logistically, it doesn't work. It's no different to any other race weekend in terms of our, our fly-in, fly-out times and uh, and when we're when we're setting up our setting up our gear. And, and the same goes from the television perspective mm. when they're laying out their cables and their cameras. It, uh, 
it doesn't necessarily save us a huge amount of money other than a bit of wear and tear on our race cars. Well, I missed Friday anyway. I had an eye infection. I was rocking the pink eye with Shane Van Gisbergen <laughs> on Friday, so I had to miss Where have my... you two been? <laughs> exactly. You weren't at his 30th, were you? No, I didn't. I'm just going to leave that alone. I was not on this thing. That was a good look when he had the shades on under the helmet. Did you see that vision? Uh, I didn't actually see it, but I, I saw a photo of it, and um, that was very old school. That's a good way to get a new sponsorship with Bolle or whoever you might be partnered reminds with. Me, reminds me a bit of the old Dick Johnson, that one. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dick has uh, Dick has left the building, uh, so to speak. So Dick Johnson's no longer uh, in the office there with, with Ryan. Stanaway was another one. That's nasty, Lee. I mean, I'm sure you've battled through injuries before in your career. Yeah, it, it's a terrible situation, that one. Um, you know, none of us like to be sitting on the sidelines and, um, you know, health is, is key. Uh, so it's just important that he recovers as quickly as possible. But, um, yeah, that would have been hard for him to watch. And I uh, thought so Pither actually did a, a really good job in his car over the weekend to finish up, mm. I think it was 14th in, uh, in the race. And, you know, qualifying was always going to be a, a pretty mean feat for him. Um, so yeah, not not a bad effort that one. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah feel feel for Richie, that's for sure. Yeah. So he reckons he will be back there, hoping anyway for Darwin uh, bulging disc in his neck. So off to see the neurosurgeon. Uh, that was to be today. So we wish him well in that one. And, and you mentioned there Pither, and uh, he had a bit of a problem with, I believe, uh, what he his supplies in terms of his underwear for the weekend. Have you seen that one, guys? Uh- I'm not sure what happened there. Um, <laughs> I only require one pair a day. <laughs> no, I'll, listen, I, I tell you, I already know far more than what I want to or need to, and uh, let's leave it to that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting. He thought he'd be home on the lawn, so he ended up at the racetrack for extra day and had to wear them inside. He wore them inside out. That's yeah, what he said. Inside out, back to back with, yeah, exactly. Maybe he got a bit of a shock at the speed, going back to those speeds or something. <laughs> yeah, perhaps they were a little soiled. Mm, nice. Um, hey, the calendar, Adelaide's been uh, bought forward a week earlier. Does that make any difference to you? Are you longing for a, a big break mid-year, as we think, maybe on the cards? It's going to be interesting. I think uh, Adelaide's weather in February isn't going to be much kinder to us than what it is in uh, in March, so I think mm. uh, we're going to be in for a warm weekend there yet yet again. But uh, Adelaide is the the epicent- the cultural epicenter of the world in March. They call it Mad March for a reason. They've got their Fringe Festival and uh, and uh, and all all the rest of it. So maybe it maybe it offsets it a little bit from that. I mean, I think there were some complaints with our Twilight races this year because they mm. had symphony orchestras playing and all this other sorts of things. <laughs> and I can tell you where I'd rather be. Um, it's at the racetrack, just to just to be clear. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fooled us. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think I think if if it offsets the timing for their arts festival and the fringe festival there, then it's then I think it'll be a very good thing. What band would you like to see? Chili Peppers last year were, were very good. Who would you go for, Lee? If you could pick any band in the world. Oh, um, why not go with a, an Aussie band and say John Butler Trio? Oh, cool. Very rootsy of you. Ryan? Listen, I'm a, 
I'm a huge Warren Zevon fan and he's no longer with us. And if you were to go through the, the, the music list on my phone, you'd find a heap of people who are uh, unfortunately no longer with us. That probably says more about me than what I'm So uh, maybe best that I don't add, a, don't add an offering. Uh, I, I, I thought you were going to say Spice Girls, given they've reformed. <laughs> well, apparently, I don't know if you saw the news today, but apparently people who went to their second concert are asking for refunds. That was terrible. I'm not, a, I'm not sure that they're expecting anything, uh, anything better than that, to be honest. Well, <laughs> while we're talking, I've just joined the dots that you two are about to announce uh, that they're coming to Australia next year. So that would be awesome if that, that happened huge. to be part of the card. But I have absolutely zero idea. I don't know when they're coming, but I did see that they're about to announce dates. So that these could guys. Be cool. These guys at, uh, at uh, Tourism SA are fairly ambitious, so I'm sure they'll give mm. them a crack if it's possible. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain they wrote a fairly hefty check for Robbie Williams a couple of years ago and a fairly hefty check for the Chili Peppers uh, this yeah. year. So, uh, so they're, not, they're not allergic to uh, spending some cash to get the, uh, the right guys there because it certainly does add to the crowd and add to the event and add to the atmosphere. Well, listeners are already telling me you two in November – that I'm they're sure coming they in November. So. Well, maybe they could uh, be there for the for the following for the grand finale. For the, for, yeah, well, that, that's right. Doing it exactly. Haven't, we got, Kiss, haven't we got Kiss locked up, or is that just this year? Uh, is that this year? I don't even know. That's this year. That's this year. Is it this year? It is. It is. Yeah. So that'll that'll be a cool one. But they, yeah, they get some good gigs, and um, and Adelaide 500 certainly. Always gets some good ones. that had Jimmy Barnes there in the past and a few others. So um, You're a big Barnesy man. Oh, I don't mind Barnes a bit of Barnesy. Yeah, always, you know, <laughs> sitting there in the catering tent listening to a bit of Barnesy out the back. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> I, I remember Darwin one year sit, sitting around and Barnsley was doing a sound check and sort of hearing it and going, wow, this is pretty, uh, this is pretty good. <laughs> hey, whatever happened to Delta? Yeah, whatever happened to Delta? Man, she was, it was good having Delta around. She used to hang in my garage all the time. It was fantastic. She gave me a kiss good luck on the grid at Bathurst. Uh, mean, and what happened then? Life, life, life that that was the end better. of it. That was the curse. You got Delta, so to speak. Um, now, Lee, in Darwin, mate, I think I saw on the promo schedule you are going airboating. Is that right? Have you even seen the schedule yet? Do you even know? What you know what? Down this, for? Is, this is all new. This is all news to me. But um, airboating is is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I've done that a few times up there. We always do some awesome stuff up there yeah. with the crocs and everything like that. Um, and there's some you know beautiful nature parks that we go to as well. And um, done some really cool stuff up there. So airboating will be another good one. Have you seen any of the drivers really seriously crap themselves with the animals? Remember uh, the snake fight oh, a couple of years ago? I was at that. Yes. That fully hooked Who on was to that? Jamie. That was Jamie. Oh, Jamie, at, yeah. At Taronga Zoo at the season launch, and it full-on hooked into his hand, and they were trying to hide it, and I spotted that something was amiss because the handler had turned his back, and then I could see the blood, and I just said to the camera, and I'm like, get that now. But you didn't want any of the other networks yeah, to we, see you. Like, do, we so still like, run, do we still run the tagline, get your hearts racing? I think after an event like that, it's like it's rolling. I mean, yeah. I'm I mean, sure that's not the first time someone's been bitten by a snake in motorsport. <laughs> There's a few snakes in the line. <laughs> hey, Ryan, Triple Crown, what would that mean to you and your organisation if Scotty can be the first to get that done, the top 10 shootout in two races? Man, well, you, you think about it, the first event there in 1998 and it's never happened. Uh, it would take a, a Herculean effort 
again, we always go with realistic expectations and with where we are in a championship, top five is our, is our default baseline starting position. He's going to go there hoping to win hoping to win the race and I'm, and I'm sure as hell he's going to have uh, some fire in the belly to try and get it done if it can be done. But uh, we have to think bigger picture. We have to think championship and we have to be uh, somewhat risk-averse uh, when it comes down to it in the in, in the greater scheme of things, thinking bigger picture. But, uh, man, it would be a but hell of a thing to take that thing you, on. You'd have to be thinking about the prize money. Isn't it a hundred grand? Hey, look, I've already banked the cheque. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've gone beyond humble now. Listen up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. I, I, listen, listen uh, every every time every time he scores one of those Armour All $1,000 pole position checks, I'm doing backflips and cartwheels. better at the end of the day. But if it's really a hundred grand, man, I reckon we need to we need to change the agenda of the pre-event. You, you can get Delta at your Christmas party if you win uh. that. <laughs> I've got a feeling she wants a little bit more than a hundred grand to turn up at one of these things these days. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. Hey, Lee, in terms of for you going back to Darwin, I mean, it was obviously a couple of years ago now that you had your big accident there. Is there any sort of hang-up at all when you go to a place like that or, or anywhere where you've been involved in, in a pretty heavy shunt? Yeah, no, to be honest, it's uh, it, it, there's no lingering effects from, from the crash. I got over that one pretty quickly, um, both mentally and physically. Okay. Uh, I was back in the seat after three months, which was probably earlier than they expected. Um, but, you know, when you go on that first track walk and you, and you walk past where it actually happened, yeah, memories come back to you, mm. and um, and you see the ambulance, and <laughs> and, uh, and and I remember that you know um, getting lifted out of the car and, and off to the hospital. I thought I was in a helicopter for some reason. I was on that many drugs, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you've got to put that stuff behind you because as soon as you let it affect you, you 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 basically um, may as well hang up the the boots because. You know, you've got to be driving 110% all the time and if something like that is playing on your mind, um, you know, it's it's not going to do you any good. So, um, you know, I put that behind me as, as quickly as possible when I get there. Um, but, yeah, certainly comes to mind when I do get there. Yeah. What about a top five goal for you again? Is that where you're seeing the bus, same as what Ryan is? Yeah, absolutely. You know, top five is my aim at the moment. Um, if I – well – Qualifying is – I know I've got the race speed. Um, that's not a problem. It's its the qualifying. So qualifying is my aim. Uh, if I can qualify in the top five, I know I can fight for podiums. So uh, that's the next step. Um, you know, we're, we're chipping away at it at the moment. Um, it's its coming slowly but surely. And uh, and the main thing for me is just to keep seeing improvement. Yeah. Nissan, are they a smoky – do you think, Lee? They've been very good there in recent times. Man, Rick, Rick won a – sorry, I was just going to say, Rick, Rick won the race on merit there last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, sure did. Yeah, I mean, those guys, um, it, it's hard to predict what's going to happen with them any weekend. They they seem to surprise you when you least expect it. Um, and uh, and then when you when you do think they're going to have a very solid round, like I, I expected them to be very strong at Winton, um, they didn't have the greatest round. So – um, you know, whether that's to do with the tweak they've had with their aero package for this year, I'm not sure. Um, you know, everyone's uh, been thrown out quite a bit by the by the linear spring. Mm. And, um, you know, certainly Triple Eight, we all know that, uh, that they're struggling to get on top of that. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, you just never know what to expect from the Nissan team. 
what do you reckon you would do or Ludo would do, Ryan, if you could get hold of those listens? Is there anything that, that you can see or that you do differently in, in terms of helping to lift? Oh, I think it would be uh, – it probably wouldn't be appropriate for me to comment on something like that, but uh, certainly uh, we've had some uh, – as they as – they, as they wankily say in the in, cor- in in the corporate world, some blue sky sessions on what, what we do with that car. There's no question about that. You think you could get it going a bit better? I think there's some things that we'd uh, we'd, we'd 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 try for sure. Okay. Uh, what do you guys reckon they'll do next year at Kelly Racing? Have you heard any whispers or rumours? Lee, you got anything to bring to the table that you might have heard up and down pit lane there? Uh, I I don't know what they'll do. Um, I mean, they uh, they would obviously like to be more competitive, I'm sure. So um, I, I would have thought that they'd be looking at other cars at the moment, other other um, manufacturers to jump into. So who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know. Ryan, what are you I hearing? Think, well, look, I think that there's. Uh, I think the bigger picture needs needs to that needs to be considered is uh, what Gen Three looks like, and if that's uh, from 2021 onwards, and whether 2020 is a transition year for the category. And if that's the case, that uh, that probably makes their decisions even easier. Mm, mm. Well, they've almost said they're they're reaching that point in time where they have to decide, or it's almost too late to make any significant. Change, especially obviously with regards to engine development, we know how long that can take. Uh, we'll have a look at the championship standings at the moment. We're almost out of time. It is Scott McLaughlin leading, of course, by 244 points. More wins than last year. Ryan, can he beat that record, do you reckon? 16 by Craig Lowndes in a season I, after 10. I, rem- I remember that year, and I, I remember as a kid, I was a kid having to stay up very late at night uh, to. Uh, to either watch the, uh, the the racing on the on on the on the other network that was on then, or to tape it, and because uh, you couldn't get it all live, and you couldn't get it without ad breaks, and you couldn't get no, it in HD like, or any of that. Not like you can on Fox Sports <laughs> these days, but uh, but man, that was a hell of a year for Lounge, and 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 that was something special. And and uh, I've, I've gotten to know John Crennan very well over the years, and just to hear the inside story of, of how they went about that, and how Gretsch did the secret test with Lounge and. Uh, Obviously, he did miles after miles after miles. Got on the radar in '94. Just, just an incredible story, and to, to beat that record, I think would take some doing. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's that, that's not one I'm I'm, I'm going to roll up the sports yeah. and put some money. On. I'm going to say I'm going to say right now, it's going to be beaten this year. He'll have it done by Bathurst. He'll, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You are both brave, braver men than I. But uh, if, 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 if does he son, care for that stuff for the records? Oh, is he a student of the sport? That, name me a driver that doesn't. I mean, <laughs> you can talk to. I could. I reckon I, I reckon I could ask Lee now. Hey, remember that first year you were in Formula Ford and you're at uh, you're at Winton and 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 it was lap two of race one. Do you remember what that lap time was? They all seem to bloody remember. I don't know what the hell it is about race time. But if I then they, but I if you then that, ask them so how know, many appearances ask, are in their contract, oh no, I don't think it's this many. It's no, never, no. You could, you could it's turn never around, as many as you signed up for. <laughs> you can turn around and ask the drivers, hey, listen, did you did you did you read overnight about Netanyahu and the fact that uh, that, that Israel was going back to an election? Oh, I've got no idea about that, but yeah, they remember a lap time from nine Yeah, they've got no problem with that. Uh, strange beast, strange beast. Fabian is in second. Uh, Shane Van Gisberg and Mr. Pink Eye himself is four hundred and fifteen <laughs> down. Dave Reynolds in fourth. Jamie Wincup in fifth. Chas Mostert 
the future driver, perhaps, from DJR Team Penske, is next in line down 486 points. <laughs> and Lee Holdsworth is on the charge. He's in 12th position and climbing fast. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. What are you looking forward to most at Darwin? Anything in particular, gents? The sunshine. After being in <laughs> Melbourne, it's just the warmth. We need some warmth. I don't think Ryan will say the sunshine. <laughs> I'm assuming I need to cover myself in sunscreen. It's not. It's not. It's no, not no, no, that wasn't. No, it's that not was not a go. No, that was not a having a go. That was just a fact that I know you have to be out of it. <laughs> but no, Darwin's fantastic. It's, it's 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 a bit like Adelaide in some ways. The whole place comes alive for it, and they just absolutely love their motorsport and the, and uh, the, you know it's just it's just great seeing seeing the, the people up there and. and a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, uh, lot of the crowd actually uh, travel a long way to go yeah. and, and tend to uh, tend to road trip it in and uh, and uh, spend 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 a week off work and, uh, and make a real go of it. And uh, I still, I'm still not sure anywhere where you can buy an NT draft these days. But uh, there's always there's always plenty 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 of beer on tap at the local bars, and uh, you can have a, have a have a good uh, good time of it. Mate, try the Mindel Markets. You can buy anything at the Mindel uh. Markets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gentlemen, thank you once again. Hey, Lee, new co-host, job well done. Welcome to the team, mate. Thanks for having me on. No, it's uh, it's going to be an enjoyable year with you, Stubbsy, and uh, and thanks, Ryan, for being on today. Am I going to be invited back, Stubbsy and Lee? What's the what's the go? Well, we'll see how the ratings are for this one. If they keep going up, <laughs> oh, so, we'll so I need to say something controversial. You, you yeah, need to they... give us something. You need to give us more. You need Man, to give us listen, more. I can give you something controversial now, but it means everyone needs to listen through to the end. That's what's that going to do for the ratings? <laughs> no, that's good because yeah, you tease and tease, and they, and they listen. Forty minutes ago. Ah, never. Give me something else on uh, Fabian and Scott's clash then that you haven't told us yet. Give us a secret. Hey. Listen, all, 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 all BS aside, that was sorted out quicker than you quicker than you could believe. They are both team players first and foremost, and I couldn't be prouder of either of them. I did see they sat down to watch Indy together, so I think you might be telling us the truth there, right? I am. I am. I am George Washington. I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I've got one question for you, Ryan. Oh, hello. I'm now. When's the, when, when do you expect to have contracts sorted for next year? Listen, as I said before, we don't comment on the, on those sorts of things. We don't comment on driver lineups, but when we have something to say, we will say it. Lee, when did you have yours signed for this year? At what point in the season? <laughs> uh, very, very late. It was. Um, it was. I think it was just before Christmas. So yeah. I made for a good Christmas, anyway. What did you think? And and it might sound very ego- egotistical, but please take that away from it. When you first heard reports in in Bathurst that Frosty was supposedly going to your team, do you start making phone calls straight away? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was making phone calls before that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, you, um, you know when the writing's on the wall, that's for sure, um, and, and you know when it's time to leave. Um, and it was certainly my – it was definitely time to leave before I found out that Charlie was on the phone to the bottom. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's um, you, you want to get it done as early as possible, that's for sure, because you want to put it to bed. You want to start concentrating on the rest of your championship and the following year. Yep. So, well, Ryan's I, already got it sorted then, judging I, I by that. I'm, I'm, I'm breaching confidences here, but, yes, Luke was on the phone before Bathurst. To, to... <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you take him? 
<laughs> he was there for the taking. Hey, listen, we had the no vacancy sign up on the uh, uh, of Emory Street Stapleton. That's all it was. <laughs> McLaughlin, Mishmocklin, get Lee, mate. Yeah, what's, exactly. What's Scotty done this year to prove yeah. he's worth it? <laughs> hey, listen, he's a nobody. I've got two blokes winning races. I'm, I'm a pretty happy camper. No, nah, you're doing it well, mate. You both are, Lee. I know you got the kids to get back to. Appreciate your time. We'll catch up again soon, all right? Thanks, guys. Thanks, boys. Thanks, don't buddy. forget to subscribe, right, so you don't miss any of the action here on the Loud Pedal Podcast. Brought to you by Super Cheap Auto. At Super Cheap Auto, if you find a better price online or in another store, let them know because it's Super Cheap Auto. They're cheaper or they'll beat it. Visit your local store or shop online at supercheapauto.com. We'll catch you after the hour.